Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here comes our number three, DMV. Hope everybody's doing well this afternoon. We are broadcasting live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 on your AM, FM dial. We're on the Odyssey app, and we are on the stream at thefandc.com and theteam980.com. However you are tuned in today, we appreciate you hanging out with us for just a bit. I am Danny Noakes, Mike Marr in studio producing the show, and we enter the final hour of today's program where we will be focusing solely on a little bit of football. National Football League, college football, it's all coming your way right now. And to kick things off, we go on over to the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smart and beat the books with BetQL. Say hello to the rooster, Chris Russell from the Team 980 with us now. Rooster, what's going on, buddy? How you doing up, today? Danny? How are you? It's been a little while. Yeah, it has been, and, and it is always a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. So I'm glad Same you're here. here. Hopefully you're watching a little college football right now, a little Colorado USC. I've uh, been bouncing around, yeah. Caleb Williams dialing it up. I mean, it got a little touchy there uh, at 21 nothing, mm-hmm. made it 21-7, and then, you know, they block a punt, come straight back, and he just throws a dart over a linebacker. And uh, this just in, Caleb Williams from Washington, D.C., pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know if you saw, but I was watching the beginning of the third quarter, uh, Arkansas and, and A&M, and uh, mm-hmm. the A&M quarterback just threw a horrible Horrible little quick pivot drop interception on the first play of the third quarter for a pick six (laughs) that got Arkansas back in it. And actually, I bring that up because, you know, it'll lead us into the commander's, you know, conversation. They're going to need to hit plays like like A&M screwed up and Arkansas capitalized on to, I, I think, to pass the ball successfully in this game, at least early on. And if that's not part of the game plan, I don't know what I'm missing, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and, and you lead us perfectly into this discussion of the Commanders in this big divisional game against the Philadelphia Eagles team who's, who's playing very well, particularly defensively. So, Chris, if that's where we start our conversation, you mentioned the Commanders needing to hit some of those big plays. The offense did not look very in sync last week. Some mistakes certainly made by Sam Howell, but also some head-scratching head scratching decisions that were made as well. So what's sort of your, your, your number one objective that the Commanders need to 
to accomplish to even have a chance before they, we talk about them actually winning this game. Yeah, I mean, the number one, you know, look, everybody knows you can't turn the ball over really six times, five times in actuality, yeah. a six-time turnover on downs on the fourth and goal, right? Which they really mm-hmm. had no chance on. So it was really six turnovers. You can't obviously do that. There can't be any more than two if they're going to have a chance to win this game. And even two might be too much, Danny. Uh, let's start with that. Then the sacks. Obviously, nine has to go to three tops four because they're drive killers. And, you know, I, I remember in, I think it was 2013 or 2014, I wrote this long column and this detailed study that I came up with on and it was about Robert Griffin III, and it was how sacks are just as bad as interceptions. And, I mean, mm. I got so much crap. I mean, the <laughs> fan base was so livid. And I started to think, wait a second, am I missing something here? And, and you know, the arguments are, of course, an interception could be as much, you know, could be like a punt. Like the Josh Allen to Kendall Fuller interception last week was essentially a punt, mm. right? I mean, it was an interception, but it's essentially a punt. So not every interception in my eyes was the same. But a sack, especially on an offense that's not built, and not many are, but not built to, cons- uh, you know, to succeed on third and long, and certainly this one isn't, even though they have some weapons, um, to me is as much of a, 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 a turnover, if you will, or certainly a drive killer than anything. And I know a couple of the series, I think it was three series where sacks came on back to back plays. I mean, obviously that's, there's no chance of survival there, but even one sure. sack on one drive puts you way behind. And I think this offense right now, if I remember correctly, Danny, I saw it earlier this week. They're like third and nine and a half, roughly, on average third downs. That's the worst in the league by far. By far. This offense is not built, and no offense, uh, well, I shouldn't say no offense. Maybe Miami is, maybe Kansas City is, but they don't get that point. That's the point. You've got to avoid Mm -hmm. these long situations and putting yourself in a position where you have to seven-step drop, where the quarterback can't see, where the receivers are not getting open, and that was a problem. You know, I talked to Jay Gruden earlier this week, who does a normal spot uh, with me on Mondays on, on 980, and, and he was mentioning that the receivers, in his opinion, on a fir- first glance of the All-22, were just not getting open. And, yes, that is part right. of the problem. They're not running the ball. They're not getting good enough protection. And Sam's not seeing it. So, right now, it's not one thing. It's like four or five things. Yeah, and understandably so, Chris. Sack problem is at the forefront of a lot of these discussions around the commanders this week because that number last week, nine, is just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. But yeah. th- there's been a lot of back and forth recently about the O-line and and whether it's their fault or if Sam Howell is just holding on to the ball too long. And I think the, the easy... The easy uh, answer here is that it's a little bit of both, but the data does seem to suggest and and to note that Hal has held onto the ball for too long mm-hmm. throughout his career. So, how do you think Eric Bieniemy should handle getting his quarterback to take less sacks? Or what sort of things do you see them scheming up for him? Is right. it as simple as getting like quick passes, screens? What, what what do you see? Well, you're you're a big college football guy, and I know you know yeah. you know your NFL as well, but you pay probably more attention to college football than even I do. And I watch it every Saturday, but I don't sit here as religious about taking notes and whatever. But you remember that Friday night in Blacksburg, right? In Sam Howell's final oh, season in North Carolina? Yeah, like six.
right. That sacks. was actually a good night. <laughs> right, right. Like six sacks. Uh, I think he had three turnovers or whatever it was. It wasn't even yeah. close to what happened last Sunday, but it was kind of similar in nature, right? He was running for his life. And part of the problem yeah. is, again, you know, like we can look at all these metrics and say, oh, he's got more time to throw. He's got more time to throw because he's not throwing it. He's it's it's not necessarily because he's got great protection. It's because he's not hitting his his first or primary or second read or going through his progressions quick enough. It's not that he is not smart. It's not that he's not studying and preparing. It's just everything is different when the bullets are flying for real on game day as opposed to practice when they can't touch you. And this was always my thing. Like. You know, coaches, I understand they don't want to get their guys hurt. But, you know, I mean, quarterbacks, playing the quarterback position is way, 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 way different in practice than it is in games. And I still don't think Sam played enough in the preseason in a new system and all that stuff. Anyway, we can argue about that from now until kingdom come. From a philosophy <laughs> standpoint, Eric Bieniemy, of course, has to run the ball more. There's no reason. There's no Now, you can't get into a shoving match against Jordan Davis and the Philadelphia Eagles. They shut pretty much everything down up the middle. But, Danny, I did some research. Yeah. They average yielding about six yards per carry. It's a limited sample size, only about nine or ten carries, to the outside perimeter, meaning the outside the left and right tackle, about six yards per game. Again, limited sample size. So what I would do is I would play more 12 and 13 personnel, two and three tight ends, bulk up a little bit, help yourself in pass protection, help get blockers out on the edge for screens and smokes and tunnel screens and whatnot, because when you do pass, I want quick one-step pivot drops, quick three-step pivot drops. I saw too many Mm -hmm. sacks, and I've seen too many sacks, on deep drops where you shouldn't be getting sacked, but Sam is getting sacked. I want the ball out of his hands. I want quick one read stuff i want more running and i want to protect the offensive line and sam howell as best i possibly can against philadelphia chris russell with us now on the betql guest hotline bet smart and beat the books with betql chris i saw one of your recent tweets about the productivity of terry mclaurin in last year's win for the commanders Mm -hmm. over philadelphia up in philly which was shocking obviously but you you mentioned that if memory served correctly, he was most often covered by Darius Slay. Right. And and whether or not that's true, I, I imagine that there will be a somewhat different approach there. But from the commander's side of things, do they start to look back towards Terry in, in, in this game? Because my guess is they try to slow the game down and, and control the tempo a bit because I, I don't know they feel that they could sort of match the offensive firepower that Philadelphia has. Yeah, I mean, in that game on the Monday night last year, they dominated time of possession 40 minutes. And what they did was they ran the ball really well by smoke and mirror and design and eye candy in the first half, like 30 carries, 29 carries for a hundred yards. Well, it wasn't a big average, but then they started opening up the passing offense more in the late part of the second quarter, second half to Terry and Terry wound up with, I think it was eight catches for a hundred and roughly 28 yards, somewhere in that range Mm -hmm. on 11 targets. And, you know, so far through three games, he and Jahan Dotson only have 16 targets each. And that was the point is you got to get them way more involved. And the way I think you get them way more involved is what we were talking about just a second ago. Uh, more wide receiver screens, tunnel screens, slants, quick stuff until they prove that they are jumping that. And when you see them jumping that because 
maybe you're telegraphing it a little bit, that's when you can start your double moves, your longer developing routes, in my opinion, if you're holding up enough in pass protection. And by running the ball more at them, then you wear them down hopefully a little bit. And then when you get into, I don't know, third and... You know, third and four, maybe Jordan Davis is a little bit gassed. Maybe, uh, you, you know, I mean, maybe Hassan Reddick is a little bit gassed and doesn't have the same mm-hmm. juice in his legs. Maybe Jalen Carter is not as explosive if you get into better down and distance type situations. So it really is the mix. It's not, say, just throw the ball to Terry every other down because they're going to jump that. I mean, Darius Slate is going to be on him most of the day. Not all of the day. It kind of depends on how uh, Eric Bieniemy kind kind of deploys uh, Terry McLaurin in terms of the matchups because the Eagles will play more zone uh, than they will man. So again, you will get some matchups. You know, I think you can take advantage. I'm not sure how they're going to play. Like Bradbury last week started in the slot, then he came outside because the kid that Tampa Bay was picking on was Josh Job. And I think Washington, whether he's in the slot, whether he's outside, I think they can pick on him. So if you get a matchup of Terry or Jahan versus Josh Job, which is likely to happen, to me, if you can hit on that, that's going to make things dicey for the Eagles, and it's going to slow down their pass rush a little bit. It's going to make them, uh, you know, maybe shade a safety over uh, the top, and then it's going to lighten up your box, and it's going to allow you to run the ball better and thin th- some things out in the middle of the field. So to me, like, all of these things have to come together. It's not just targeting Terry. Of course we want to target right. Terry, but target Terry with a plan and a concept and a thought. Chris, real quick before I let you go, I've got about a minute or two left. I want to look at the defensive side of the ball here, too, because I've labeled the commander's defensive line versus the Philadelphia offensive line as as my key matchup to watch in this game because mm-hmm. I just think what we, what Philadelphia has offensively, we know the weapons at, at wide receiver, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, hurts there at quarterback, but the way that they're running the ball this year should scare people because DeAndre yeah. Swift is giving them I think an added element to their offense that they didn't have last year. So one guy, though, on the on the back end, Emmanuel Forbes Jr., I think, has 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 had some, has flashed some, some good uh, talent, although he gets picked on a lot. Right. So I, I'm Up wondering yeah. if, yeah, it, I wonder if they're going to attack Emmanuel Forbes in this game, but I, I think the defensive line can really help things out if they get pressure on Hurts and, and just allow or not allow Philadelphia to run the ball like they have been. Yeah, I think you can kind of penetrate and, 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 and try and, you know, get some, uh, some movement up front by attacking their guards. I don't know if it's a smart mm-hmm. idea to go against Elaine Johnson or Jordan Maialata. I mean, of course you're going to go against right. them, but planning that, eh, probably not. So I think you can get some mm-hmm. inside penetration, which may force Jalen Hurts out of the pocket, or if you get it with the right lane discipline, you might keep him in the pocket, which is where I think you want to play the Philadelphia Eagles. To your point, DeAndre Swift not only is running the ball well, but he's explosive and he gets big gaps and yeah. lanes. And it's up the middle, too, because that offensive line is so good with Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and Maialata at the at the left tackle, center, and, and right tackle spot. So, again, obviously, like what I said yesterday, is you, you want to force them into as many third and six, third and sevens. Easier said than done. You don't want to expose Emmanuel Forbes. Here's the one matchup that I'm kind of worried about, and he's played well so far this year, which he wasn't last year at this time in terms of the early part of the season. Kendall Fuller 
versus Devontae Smith. Remember in the second quarter week three last year, Devontae Smith absolutely ate Kendall Fuller for lunch and spit him out and yes. rehad him for dinner. If you see that <laughs> early on, that's going to be a problem if Devontae Smith is just running wild and free and running away from Kendall Fuller. So that's where that pass rush comes in even more because they can't afford to let what happened in that particular sequence in one quarter in week three of last year just totally change around a game, Danny. It was nothing, nothing going into the second quarter. It was 24 nothing at halftime. And Devontae Smith, again, just ate Kendall Fuller for lunch. That cannot happen in this game. Yeah, definitely can't give up points in bunches. <laughs> we talked about all this stuff that the commanders got to do right for this to go right to th- for this to go their way, and and obviously you can see why the Eagles are laying about nine points depending yep. on where you go as we head into this matchup. But Chris, great insight as always, man. And and you know what? It's just great to catch up with you, buddy. So I hope you have an awesome rest of your Saturday. Enjoy the college football and enjoy the NFL tomorrow, man. Good to hear from you. Will do. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Heading up to Philly in the morning. So uh, you, you know Good. one. Th- okay. You know one thing for sure when you go to the link you're going to eat well because they have an excellent press box i love that i I love it for you rooster we'll be following along on twitter thank you for your time today buddy we'll chat soon you got it there he goes that's that's the rooster chris russell you can hear him one to four weekdays over on the team 980 one of the stations that you can hear us right now along with 1067 the fan we will step aside and we'll take a quick break when we come back we've got more nfl to cover we're steamrolling towards the end of the show off the air at three before we hand it off to toby altizer so stick around you're listening to 1067 the fan and the team 980 this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Big thank you to our guy, the rooster, Chris Russell. From the Team 980. You can hear him weekdays 1 to 4 over on the Team 980. That's where you can hear us right now up until about 2.30. That's when we're, at least on the Team 980, going to hand things off to the Maryland Terrapins broadcast crew. Maryland is hosting the Indiana Hoosiers in a Big Ten matchup today. Pre-game coverage on the Team 980 starts at 2.30. So if you want to listen to the final half hour of our show... Just keep it locked to 106.7 The Fan, where we have been broadcasting for the first two and a half hours of today's show. So we've only got a couple of minutes here. 
Again, big thank you to Chris Russell for his time last segment. We're going to give you a quick scoreboard update on the USC-Colorado game as well as some of the other games going-on in college football. There's a couple of other good games. Right now, number 8 USC, a 34-14 lead over the Colorado Buffaloes. Just over 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. Colorado put up 14 points there in the second quarter. And right now, ball on the Colorado 35-yard line, second and 10. Uh, Shador Sanders with an incomplete pass. So Colorado is trying to put some additional points up on the board in this one. Uh, actually, it looks like as it updates now, USC has the ball back. So uh, they're already into Colorado territory at the Buffalo's 44-yard line. But some other games going on at the moment for any of you Terrapins out there. Some Big Ten action for you. Number 6, Penn State on the road at Northwestern. The Nittany Lions with a 20-10 to lead over the Wildcats. Just over six minutes to go in the third quarter. Here's an upset alert. Over on ESPN, 6.37 to go in the third quarter. Number 22, Florida, is down 30-14 to 14 to the Kentucky Wildcats. Coach Stoops got Kentucky with a two-touchdown and then some lead over the Florida Gators. You got the Terps that are going to kick off at 3.30. Also, having just kicked off recently is... UVA and Boston College. This one a little bit more difficult to find locally. It's on the CW network. The Who's 0-4 coming into this game, but I had a feeling that they were going to get their first win of the season in the form of a road victory in the ACC. And 7.40 to go in the first quarter. It's UVA up 7 to nothing on Boston College. So we will probably take one more peek at that game before the show is over. But coming up next, I, I wanted to do it this segment, but I knew we weren't going to have enough time, so we're saving it for the next segment. We're just going to run through the NFL schedule, talk about some of the matchups, some of our favorite matchups. There's one at 1 o'clock very early on in the day tomorrow that I think most people are going to have their eyes on, and then, of course, you have a game later on Sunday night that there will also probably be a lot of eyeballs on. So... Looking at the rest of the college football schedule, on 99-1 Bloomberg later on tonight, you'll be able to listen to the Virginia Tech-Pittsburgh game. It's oftentimes right here on the flagship station for Hokie Sports in the district, 106.7 The Fan. But with the Nationals playing tonight, it's their second to last game of the season. The Hokies are bumped over to 99-1. So that game's not going to kick off until after 8 o'clock, however, so you got plenty of time to get ready for that bad boy. I know that I need several hours to prepare for that game because if you're not a Hokies fan, if you're not a Pitt fan, you're not going to be watching that game. And I won't blame you because it's probably one of the worst matchups in, in Power 5 that we've got all day long. But uh, both of those teams need to win, the Hokies and the Pitt Panthers. Anyway, we will step aside. We will take a quick break. If you're listening to us on the Team 980, flip it over. If you want to continue to hear the final 30 minutes of our segment to 106.7 The Fan, because coming up at 2.30 here on the Team 980, we've got pregame coverage for the Maryland Terrapins. The 4-0 Maryland Terrapins. 1-0 in the Big Ten hosting the Indiana Hoosiers. Pregame coverage is coming your way next, a 3.30 kickoff. But we continue to roll on on 106.7 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Glad you're with us today on 1067 The Fan. I'm Danny Noakes. We got Mike Marr in studio producing the show. And whether you've been with us for the last two and a half hours or if you're just tuning in now, thanks for being with us. We've got you until 3 p.m. That's when we'll hand it off to Toby Altizer. Of course, we just got done simulcasting on the Team 980 where we were broadcasting on until 2.30, and now they have switched over to the Maryland Terrapins pregame coverage who are getting ready to host the Indiana Hoosiers in a Big Ten matchup. But we shift our attention from college football to the pros, where in the NFL this weekend, we've got some juicy matchups, some entertaining ones as well. We've certainly spent no shortage of time talking about the big game for the Washington Commanders who are on the road at the Philadelphia Eagles at 1 o'clock. That will, of course, be the local game on your Fox affiliate in the DMV. Something to look forward to. And hopefully the Commanders come out with a little bit more, certainly a little bit more urgency, a little bit better execution than they did in the 37-3 loss at home last week against the Buffalo Bills. And you know, a lot of folks did not expect Washington to win either of these next two games, but they would certainly expect them to put up much more of a fight. So we shall see. Do the commanders come prepared for their divisional showdown with the Eagles? It's a one o'clock kick tomorrow. So on Thursday night, we saw the Detroit Lions go head to head in a NFC North divisional game with the Green Bay Packers. And the Lions have kind of been one of the darlings of the NFL, really dating back to last year's training camp, right? We all, well, most of us watched Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions. Head coach Dan Campbell was a walking, quotable, uh, just, 
he's just full of in inspiration and um, my goodness, the the guy is a go getter for sure, no doubt about that. And you can see it reflected in his team. Speaking of his team, the Lions bested the Packers thirty four to twenty on Thursday night. They were absolutely in control if, of that game from the outset. David Montgomery going for 121 yards and three touchdowns. It's great because I'm playing against him in fantasy this week. So, of course, he had an all-time career game. And by the way, I have Amon Ra St. Brown on my fantasy team. So, Amon Ra catches that touchdown early. I'm thinking, we're all set, baby. We're looking pretty for the rest of this game. Let's keep it going. Amon Ra, let's score some points. And I'll be darned if he only caught a couple of more passes and David Montgomery just completely stole the show. And here I am down... What, close to 25 points in my fantasy game with, with one guy each having played for each of the teams. Uh, that, shout out to my buddy Eccleston, Nick Eccleston, a, a Chantilly great, as it were. Many Chantilly greats reside in that fantasy football league, as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen. It's been going on a long time. But anyway, back to the real football going on here. There is an early game that will be on when a lot of us wake up tomorrow morning. 9.30 a.m. kickoff. Now, what's important here is it is an exclusive ESPN Plus broadcast, the real broadcast, Atlanta at Jacksonville. That's over at Wembley Stadium in London. Of course, you've got several games that take place overseas nowadays, and this Atlanta-Jacksonville game, no different. Jacksonville, I feel like, is London's favorite team. I'm sure that their owner has something to do with that. He has a lot of international business dealings, so I, I... just would imagine that that plays a significant part in why they play overseas pretty much every single year. But you've got the Falcons, you've got the Jags, and some exciting offensive players will be featured in that one, including Bijan Robinson, Atlanta, the the Falcons rookie running back out of Texas, who's who's been an absolute stud. And then on Jacksonville, you've got, of course, led by Trevor Lawrence, an offense that features Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, and now Calvin Ridley who is back after serving a long suspension, former member of the Atlanta Falcons, not to mention Evan Ingram, who's very good. So that game is on ESPN+, Plus, but I believe they're doing some weird little Toy Story broadcast over on, I want to say on Nickelodeon, or it might be on Disney+. Plus. Uh, actually, it has to be Dis- it has to be Disney-affiliated because Nickelodeon doesn't have the rights to Toy Story, as, as far as I know, Pixar, right? So I, I think it's actually on Disney Plus that you would have to stream that game if you wanted the toy version of the broadcast. I don't even know what to expect uh, with that, but us adults will be watching the normal game on on ESPN Plus. So get those fantasy lineups set. If you've got someone playing for Atlanta or Jacksonville, set them before you go to bed tonight. Remember that because you wake up and it probably won't be the first thing that pops into your brain once your feet hit the ground on a Sunday morning, and you've usually got several hours before the game start. Not tomorrow, because Atlanta and Jacksonville are going to be going at 9.30 a.m. Now, I think one of the best games of the weekend is in this 1 o'clock time slot, and it is not the Commanders and the Eagles, but it's the Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. And I think that this is where a lot of folks are, are going to have their attention focused this weekend because you have the Miami Dolphins who are coming off a transcendent performance, a record-breaking performance where they put up 70 points on the Denver Broncos. They go into Buffalo against a Bills team that also romped to a victory last week, but over a team 
that beat the Denver Broncos, which was obviously the Bills beating the Washington Commanders. So, in Buffalo, do the Bills find a way to slow Tua and company down? That is something that a lot of folks will have their eyes on throughout the 1 o'clock slate tomorrow. Another good game in the 1 o'clock slate features a somewhat local team in the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are on the road at Cleveland. That's a 1 o'clock kickoff. What's interesting, too, about the Ravens, obviously, you've got another injury to J.K. Dobbins. It seems like that back is just cursed. I mean, it's it's actually amazing and not in a good way how many injuries that backfield has had to overcome in the last several years because it's it's... I mean, you can almost set your watch by it. It happens so often now. And and I don't think it has anything to do with any particular back because they're all hurt at some point or another. Gus Edwards, who who is another guy that I keep tabs on because he's currently on my fantasy team, but banged up, supposed to sub in for, for J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he, he did have some productivity, but it, it, it's it's been up in the air whether or not he's going to play this week. So... You go up, if you're the Ravens, against a Cleveland Browns defense that's been very effective at rushing rushing the passer, particularly Miles Garrett, of course, who's one of the best at doing just that in the game. Not the best, because that title belongs to uh, T.J. Watt, as far as I'm concerned, but uh, Cleveland and Baltimore is a big game. That is a 1 o'clock kickoff tomorrow. There aren't a ton of other intriguing matchups throughout the 1 o'clock slate. We already mentioned Commanders, Eagles. You've got the Bengals at the Titans. You've got the Rams at the Colts. You've got the Bucks at the Saints. You've got the Vikings at the Panthers. And then you've got the Steelers at the Texans. So it's actually a very full 1 o'clock slate tomorrow. But none of those matchups, I don't think, really make you go, huh, oh, yeah, I got, I got to see that. You know, Carolina, obviously, their matchup against Minnesota, the Panthers, aren't very good. Bryce Young missed a game last week, but they think he's going to be back for this week. Pittsburgh's on the road at Houston. Texans, another team that really didn't have high expectations coming into the year. Uh, I would expect the Steelers to go into Houston. They The, the Steelers got a big win last week, but I would expect them to, to keep that rolling. Cincinnati, Tennessee might be a game that you have a little bit of, of investment into. You know, Joe Burrow and and that offense have not gotten going the way that a lot of folks thought that they would this year, but they really shore things up, or at least got close to getting back on track in their most recent win in prime time this past weekend. But a lot of the 1 o'clock games outside of Miami and Buffalo on Sunday are are not necessarily your bigger matchups. Now, moving into the 4.05 window, you've got the Raiders at the Chargers. The first thing that comes to mind... Uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders right now is what happened with Chandler Jones this week. Man, there's a he was arrested at one point. You know, there's there's been this ongoing saga where the Raiders sent him home. They they sent someone to check in on him. Uh, then he was he was checked into uh, a hospital, I believe. So just kind of monitoring the latest to see what goes on with him. Obviously, the the Raiders gave him a pretty significant contract quite recently, and they will not be with him in this matchup on the road at the Los Angeles Chargers, who are coming off a win of their own last week. High-scoring affair, Justin Herbert did what he had to do and often has to do, which is carry that team. Man, and I and and I I'm sure I'm not alone in thinking that just imagine what Justin Herbert would look like in a commander's uniform, right? It, now there would be no Chase Young, and and hindsight is twenty twenty. But 
obviously, if there were a redraft of that uh, particular NFL draft, the Commanders would have been taking either Justin Herbert or Tua at the number two selection and not uh, and not Chase Young. But that's the 405 game. We got two 425 games. New England Patriots are on the road at Dallas. That is somewhat intriguing. New England probably not hitting on all cylinders as though they would have hoped so far in the season. And Dallas had a very puzzling game against the Arizona Cardinals last week. Both the Commanders and the Giants found ways to beat them. In in the Giants' case, they came away, uh, came figured out a way to come back and beat them. N- Dallas did not have the same luck out in Arizona last week. They come back home though, and they'll host a New England Patriots team to try and get back on the winning track. The last 425 game is Arizona at San Francisco. Yeah, an NFC West divisional game, but no one really cares a whole lot about the Cardinals right now, unless you're a Cardinals fan, which there are certainly some of. But still, Josh Dobbs leading the Arizona offense right now. So I wouldn't expect them to put up uh, too much of a fight there against San Francisco, but we shall see. The Sunday night game is the Kansas City Chiefs at the New York Jets. Oh, boy. I've got a little bit more on that game. I'm going to save it for the last segment. I have a PSA that I'm going to drop anyone that plans to watch that Kansas City-New York game <laughs> on the Sunday night. And then the Monday night game this the, on, on Monday, I actually like this matchup a lot. The Seattle Seahawks at the New York Giants. So the Meadowlands will have two games in primetime this weekend. Sunday night, the Jets host Kansas City. And then uh, Monday night, Seattle travels to East Rutherford to face off with the New York Giants, which you'll be able to watch on ESPN. So there's your NFL slate. I gave you my favorite games of the weekend. I have to imagine that those are probably your favorite games as well. It's not the best slate of NFL games that we've got, but hey, any weekend with NFL matchups is better than one without it, is it not? All right, let's step aside. We'll take one more break. We'll come back. And we'll tie a bow on everything. We'll wrap up the show, and I'll let you know what my PSA is for the Sunday night game between the Chiefs and the Jets. Keep it locked. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, this is how you come into the final segment on a college football Saturday, getting ready to wrap up the show here on 1067 The Fan. Danny Noakes with you. Mike Marr in studio producing the show. It's been a lot of fun. Whether you're just tuning in now or you've been with us for what's been nearly three hours, 
We're glad to have you along for the ride, even if just for a couple of seconds. Now, there's a couple of updates I want to provide here. I feel compelled to do so. And some of them have to do with the NFL. Some have to do with college football. So here, let's start with a little bit of college football. Number eight, USC taking control of this one with Colorado. They lead the Buffaloes 48-21, to 214 to go in the third quarter. USC will all but have to entirely collapse to obviously lose that game. But uh, right now, it would appear that USC is intent on covering the spread, which was near 21 to 22, 21 and a half, just kind of depending on what book you went to. But that's something to keep an eye on. USC very much in control. They're going to hand Colorado their second loss here very soon. In the Big Ten, where Maryland is in action today hosting Indiana, but not until 3.30. Big Ten game between number 6 Penn State and Northwestern. It's the Nittany Lions up 27-13 to with 10.28 to go in the fourth quarter. Also in the fourth quarter, an SEC matchup. This between number 22 Florida and Kentucky. It's the Wildcats with a 30-14 to lead over the number 22 Gators. And I mentioned that we would give our Wahoo friends out there a shout-out. Number, uh, not number, anything. The Virginia Cavaliers are 0-4 this season. But they do have a 7-0 lead over the Boston College Eagles. UVA looking for that first conference win. 13-34 to go in the second quarter. And again, it is the Cavaliers up 7-0. Something interesting I found about the UVA game for any of, of you who's fans out there who might be listening, if there are any, uh, Tony Musket is in at quarterback today. He is 7 of 10 for 72 yards and a touchdown as opposed to uh, Anthony Calandria, who a lot of people want to see take the reins of that UVA offense. So, we're about to jump off the air here in the next few minutes. There's lots more college football on, and that's where a lot of my attention will be focused for the remainder of today. My Hokies don't play until later on tonight. Don't blame me if you're not tuning in for that one on the ACC Network. It's Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh, two one and three teams that have lost three games in the row. But here are a couple of updates on some NFL injuries that I felt compelled to share. First of all, according to Adam Schefter, about 2.08 earlier today, so uh, just under an hour ago, Adam Schefter tweeted this, quote, Giants are listing running back Saquon Barkley as doubtful for Monday night versus the Seahawks, end quote. Not surprising. Seemed like uh, wishful thinking to believe that Saquon would be back after having only missed one game. Uh, which he sat out last week, and it appears that Saquon will be sitting out another game this time against the Seattle Seahawks. So if he's on your fantasy team like he is on mine, make sure he's on your bench. He was already on mine because I didn't expect him to play. And then we mentioned Gus Edwards had an injury he was dealing with earlier this week. He may or may not play. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh confirmed after Wednesday's practice that uh, Gus is no longer in the NFL's concussion protocol, and he will be a full participant in everything here for the rest of the week and will be expected to play in the Ravens' big game against the Cleveland Browns, which I said is one of the better matchups, certainly, of the entire day, but in the 1 p.m. slate as well. All right, so here's a PSA for you. I stayed away from this topic all show for a reason, and it's because I'm pretty sure that most people are sick of hearing about it. Personally, I find it hilarious, but again, it's a public service announcement to let you know you have not seen the last of Taylor Swift on your TV screen at an NFL game. I'm just here to warn you, okay? 
NBC Sunday Night Football aired a commercial yesterday featuring one of Taylor Swift's songs. And of course, they're playing all the right notes. It prominently places Travis Kelsey right in the middle of it. You would expect nothing less. Now, as we know, the Kansas City Chiefs are at the Jets on Sunday night. And the rumor is Taylor Swift will be in attendance once again. So I'm just warning you, warning you right now, if this is the sort of thing that triggers you, it's time to prepare yourself because it's likely just getting started. We're only in week four. This is probably going to go on for at least the rest of the season. How many more times, we don't know. But if you got to have it muted or... I don't know. If you're just not going to tune in, this is your warning. I actually think that it might be a decent game. I, yeah, everybody just said, what? Are you kidding me? No, you're probably right because the Jets are a train wreck right now. And, I mean, goodness gracious, with everything going on with Zach Wilson, I mean, you've got your Hall of Fame quarterback, Joe Namath, just taking every shot he possibly can at Wilson. And, and deservedly so. I mean, the guy is not playing well, but... It, it cannot be easy to lead an NFL team like that when essentially absolutely nobody really believes in you. But the, the Jets obviously were dealt a rough hand to start the year because losing Aaron Rodgers when you had such high expectations for this season going forward, it affects everything. Like Brees Hall, who, who came in in that first game and just had a great, great performance, has just not been the same. And, and I think the fact that Rodgers isn't playing has a lot to do with that. So... That's just about going to do it for us. If you don't want to see Taylor Swift, then don't watch the Chiefs-Jets game on Sunday because it would appear that she's going to be there. Toby Altizer is coming up next on 106.7 The Fan. A big thank you to my producer, Mike Mark. Great job, buddy. Appreciate all your hard work back in the studio. And thank you to my guests, Dwight Vick, a former all-conference offensive lineman for the Virginia Tech Hokies, and the rooster, Chris Russell, from the Team 980. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy today's college games tomorrow's NFL slate. I will talk to you all again very soon. Be safe, be kind, and be well. I'm out of here. Deuces. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 